Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody back to Cosmic Radio. Just back from my band. I've been trying to re-upload as many videos as I can that I have backed up. I kind of made the fatal mistake of not backing up all the videos I possibly could right from the beginning. But please give me that like, comment, share, subscribe. Subscribe to me at Cosmic Radio. Twitch.tv slash Cosmic Radio 33 for all of my gaming streams. America Unhinged podcast on Spotify, Deezer, Stitcher, PodcastIndex.org. Several other platforms. Thank everybody who supported me so much through this new time where I'm trying to reacquire all my past subscribers who really enjoyed the show. I'm trying to find them, reconnect with them also. But tonight we got a newscast, and there's a lot of really crazy, interesting news here tonight. As you can see by the title, U.S. Army, for some reason, is really getting into Satanism. And Tucker Carlson went off on a little bit about this. We'll read this article from the gatewaypundit.com and we'll see what they have to say. Also, the Border Patrol is getting completely out of hand. I have some tabs pulled up here, some videos as well. Some organizations are claiming there's lassoing and whipping going on at the border. I don't know if that exactly is happening. We'll take a look at an article by the Indy Star, indystar.com. There's some news here. We'll check out some videos to accompany all these. We'll talk about Biden's plan to put people in Gitmo, apparently, but not the people you would think. We'll talk a little bit about Hunter and some other big news stories coming up. But let's get into the Satanism Tucker Carlson story, can we? It's really quite bizarre. Tucker Carlson reveals PowerPoint from U.S. Army justifying vax mandates with a slide that lists seven tenets of Satanism. And there's a video. Seven tenets of Satanism, number one. One should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. Two, the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. Three, one's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. Okay. Four, the freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. To willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another to forgo one's own. Five. Beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the word. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. Really? Six. People are fallible. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused. And seven. Every tenet is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written spoken word. That's a pretty weird claim right here, right? It's, let's, let's keep looking at this article further. Fox News host Tucker Carlson Monday evening revealed a PowerPoint slide from the U.S. Army used to justify Biden's vaccine mandate by listing the seven tenets of Satanism. Joe Biden is purposely destroying the U.S. military with his COVID vaccine mandate. Sarah Carlson called Biden's military vax mandate a, quote, take over the U.S. military, unquote. Tucker obtained PowerPoint slides the military used to convince slash pressure service members to get vaxxed. By the way, these are not the opinions of Cosmic Radio or myself. You should talk to your doctor for all medical advice. And all this is entertainment purposes at this moment. How many children were sacrificed to Satan for the vaccine? One of the slide reads. Another slide lists the seven tenets of Satanism. The U.S. Army confirmed it took the slides were real, but said it wasn't approved by Army leadership. So let's go ahead and watch this video for ourselves, shall we? We'll go ahead and check this out. 56 servicemen killed themselves. So military suicide is an actual crisis that the Pentagon might want to address. Lloyd Austin might want to look into that. But no, that would get the Democratic Party nothing. The point of mandatory vaccination is to identify the sincere Christians in the ranks, the free thinkers, the men with high testosterone levels, and anyone else who does not love Joe Biden and make them leave immediately. It's a takeover of the U.S. military. Here's how they're doing it. This show has just obtained a PowerPoint that the Army is using to justify mandatory vaccines to the troops. This is an actual slide from it on your screen. You will notice there the sympathetic portrayal of Satanism. How many children were sacrificed to Satan because of the vaccine? The slide reads apparently sarcastically. 
Then the presentation proceeds to list the so-called tenets of Satanism, which are taken straight from the Temple of Satanism website. So here you have the United States Army doing PR for Satanism. The rest of the presentation is less shocking than that, but it's utterly shoddy and dishonest. For example, it falsely claims that only three people have died from taking the COVID vaccine. Reports collected by the Biden administration itself indicate that number is actually in the thousands. So we called the army about this today, and they can see that the PowerPoint you just saw is absolutely real. Troops saw it, but it was somehow not approved by army, army leadership. They did not explain how that works or what they're going to do about it. We do know the vaccine mandate is taking a terrible toll on the U.S. military and on this country's ability to defend itself at a very volatile time in the world. Already three members of the CIA paramilitary teams that first entered Afghanistan after 9-11, remember them? They got there before the military. Three members of that team have been suspended for not getting vaccinated. They're being told to await disciplinary proceedings. Meanwhile, an Army officer, Lieutenant Colonel Paul Douglas Haig, just announced that he's resigning from the military rather than take medicine that he does not want or need. All right. Let's get back to this article really quick. It's all over right there, right? So we have to ask ourselves this question right here. You really have to think about Tucker Carlson's point right there, right? Why else would they be doing this other than to force out people who might be fairly religious or like just past the normal amount of religiosity, if that's a word, and just say, fuck it and leave the military? Are they trying to drive some of these folks out of the military because they know that they're the most prone to be anti-vax and they're by anti-government mandate in the future and they don't want them in the military? Is this some kind of self-purge from our armed forces? Please give me a comment on that. What What are your thoughts on that? Do you guys think that is at play here? Just to make sure I don't have any other uh, videos pulled up on this subject. I'm kind of doing this on the fly. Nope, I don't right now. But that's what I got right there for the lead story. I thought this was just really interesting that they would go this route. It's a really bizarre story. I can't believe America's come to this, quite frankly. I'm not going to say I'm the most Christian person or anything ever, but I'm definitely at least in the agnostic slash leaning Christian camp at this point. I love the story of Jesus. I love the hero story as told by um, Mr. Joseph Campbell himself. And I think that that ancient mythos is as old as time for a reason. It's a tale as old as time to quote the beauty and the beast. But let's go to Biden's border crisis, shall we? This is a crisis he should completely own on himself at this point. There's nobody else to blame. His own administration. Sorry, people, I'm trying to navigate this mouse. His own administration is calling for investigations into itself. So, that tells you something. The optics on it are so bad that this cannot be ignored anymore. And we got some videos on this. We got an article and all that good stuff. Let's go ahead and see the video I have on it right now. We'll start with the video, then get to the article. U.S. ramps up deportation flights to Haiti as migrants crowd Texas border. Give it a time to load, people. Thank you. Don't forget to subscribe to the America Unhinged podcast on Spotify. Mass deportations are underway for more than 12,000 Haitian immigrants in South Texas. They have been living in a makeshift camp near the border in Del Rio. Most of them are Haitians who traveled to South America after the 2010 earthquake. The Department of Homeland Security is trying to deter more from making the trip. Activists say the U.S. should not be deporting these people back to Haiti. CBS News national correspondent Manuel Bojorquez reports. More than 300 Haitians arrived back in their home country Sunday, and more deportation flights are planned this week as the U.S. government tries to process the more than 12,000 migrants camped out near Del Rio, Texas. One migrant says he was in detention for four days in the U.S., four days without brushing his teeth, 
four days without a shower. With this section of the U.S.-Mexico border closed, many of the migrants tried to cross the Rio Grande over the weekend, but were confronted by Border Patrol agents on horseback. 36-year-old Haitian migrant Alex Rossier says if he is deported, he will die in Haiti because there's no security in the country. Valverde County Sheriff Joe Frank Martinez wants the federal government to do more. It takes too long to process an asylum claim. You know, the system has broke, been broke for 40, 50 years. It's used as a political football, you know, from one agenda to the next. Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorka says the U.S. government is working to move thousands of the migrants every day to processing centers. We have sent a very clear message early on in light of the fact that we're in the midst of a pandemic, that the border is not open and people should not take the perilous journey here. In that interview, Secretary Mayorkas was asked whether there is a contradiction because the U.S. is allowing Afghan refugees to resettle in this country, but deporting Haitians in need. The secretary says those Afghan nationals have been vetted and screened and are being flown into the country, which in his view is different than simply showing up at the U.S. border. Manuel Bajorquez, CBS News, Del Rio, Texas. For more, Nick Miroff joins me now. He is a reporter for The Washington Post covering immigration enforcement and the Department of Homeland Security. Hi, Nick. Thanks for joining us. So first off, how did so many Haitians end up at this particular camp in Texas? That must have been a very, very difficult journey. How did so many Haitians get there? Well, in that video right there. We'll get to the news article now. Del Rio. Let's go ahead and scroll to the top. Border Patrol temporarily suspends horse patrols. Advocates call for end to expulsion flights. U.S. Border Patrol's temporarily suspended horse patrols in Del Rio, Texas. <clears throat> After images surfaced of agents on horseback chasing down migrants. As you can see, they're not saying whipping anymore because they try to make it seem like they're whipping them with some bullshit, but everybody knows that's it's been debunked. The images of horse-mounted border agents grabbing Haitian migrants and pursuing families, including children, camped on the U.S. banks of the Rio Grande, have brought swift rebuke from immigrant advocates and Biden administration officials. This is from the Indy Star once again. We have ceased the use of the horse patrol in Del Rio temporarily. DHS officials said in a statement, we'll prioritize other methods for identifying individuals who might be in medical distress. Department of Homeland Security officials said Thursday that about 7,000 people remain in the Del Rio border sector. This is after a peak of about 15,000 people at the encampment September 18th. So DHS conducts a dozen repatri repatriation flights to Haiti. The encampment of mostly... Haitian nationals on the north side of the Rio Grande has been slowly shrinking. Of the 7,000 Haitians and people of other nationalities remaining in Del Rio, 4,000 are at the encampment, while the remainder were moved into the closed port of entry. DHS has moved migrants to other Border Patrol sectors for processing or process them for expulsion to Haiti. Others turned back to Mexico. DHS has conducted 12 repatriation flights to Haiti, expelling more than 1,400 Haitian nationals since Sunday. Here we get to an article by the BBC. Why are so many Haitians at the U.S.-Mexico border? This is by Bernd de Busman Jr., BBC News, Washington, from six hours ago. Last weekend, approximately 13,000 would-be migrants gathered under a bridge connecting Del Rio in Texas with Ciudad Acuna in Mexico. Many of the migrants are fleeing natural disasters, poverty, and political turmoil and making a treacherous journey through Latin America to reach the border. Who are the migrants? While citizens of several countries are represented in the migrant camp of Del Rio, including Dominicans, Venezuelans, and Cubans, the vast majority are from Haiti. Of the Haitians, a significant number were those who fled after a devastating earthquake struck the country 2010 took up residence in Brazil and other South American countries. So from years of political instability culminating the assassination of President Jovenel Moise, <clears throat> all this could be said to be Western-created, right? Western-made. 
good old Western made nation disaster creating here. Another article. This just gets worse. It gets worse and worse, people. We're just going through these really quick. You can look up these articles at your own. New York Times <clears throat> from today. A senior U.S. diplomat to Haiti resigned, citing the Biden administration's inhumane deportation policy. The senior American envoy for Haiti policy said on Thursday that he had resigned over the inhumane and counterproductive deportations of Haitian migrants to a desperate country reeling from a political crisis and a deadly earthquake last month, a decision that has divided some of President Biden's closest advisors. The diplomat, Daniel Foote, was appointed special envoy to Haiti in July, just weeks after President Jovenel Moise was killed in his bedroom during a nighttime raid on his residence. Thousands of Haitians have flocked to the Texas border, particularly in the past week. They have crossed the Rio Grande in the United States and confronted Border Patrol agents on horseback before being deported. I will not be associated with the United States' inhumane, counterproductive decision to deport thousands of Haitian refugees and illegal immigrants to Haiti, a country where American officials are confined to secure compounds because of the danger posed by armed gangs to control of daily life. Mr. Foote wrote to Secretary of State Anthony J. Blinken in a resignation letter dated Wednesday. Mr. Foote also blasted a, quote, cycle of international political interventions in Haiti that has consistently produced catastrophic results, and he warned that the number of desperate people traveling to American borders, quote, will only grow as we add to, to Haiti's unacceptable misery. Those are quite profound statements right there from the U.S. envoy to Haiti. What is happening, people? Can we really have said this would happen under our previous president? Is the border wall so stupid now? Is there any... Should we consider any kind of borders at all? Whenever you completely give up on the concept of defending your border or your nation's sovereignty, this is where you get NGOs and other bad actors in our nation's politics and in other countries' politics abroad, where they act on behalf of other bad actors just throwing money at certain organizations to flood our system with these immigrants. George Soros, we're talking to you. You know who you are, <clears throat> Coke brothers. People know who these sons of bitches are. You know what I mean? Like, they're globalists. They're two sides of the same bird, the same coin. And check this out. You guys remember back in the day when one of the big left-wing bleeding heart causes was the uh, the terrorist camps in Guantanamo Bay, right? Like, what a travesty we have Americans over there. Or not Americans, but... I mean, I guess sometimes I think we might have put a couple Americans in Guantanamo, but, I mean, we had no problem putting other people in Guantanamo without giving them their habeas corpus or their due rights, which they're not entitled to for being from this country. And now this kind of uh, this kind of thing is really backfiring on one side of the political spectrum right now. As 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 ironic as it is, President Joe Biden is calling for migrants to potentially be flown to Gitmo and housed in Gitmo. I cannot make this up. This is kind of golden. It's kind of beautiful if you see the dark humor in life. And you see how quickly the turntables can turn. Let's check out this article. We're still in the border crisis here. White House wants contractors to help run Guantanamo Bay migrant facility. Oh, great, from last night. Almost exactly 24 hours ago. The Biden administration has put out a private a call for private contractors to bid for the right to operate a migrant detention facility at Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. An apparent response to the thousands of Haitian migrants who have surged to the U.S.-Mexico border area in recent days. The solicitation for bids, which was posted by the Department of Homeland Security Friday, at first reported on by NBC News, 
notes that the selected contractor will need to have tents and cots, quote, assembled and ready with little notice, unquote, as well as have 10% of the personnel be, quote, fluent in Spanish and Haitian Creole, unquote. Whoa. <clears throat> Racist much, Biden? You guys could just come out and say it now, huh, on the other side, while demonizing other people in the center and the right as racist for so long. The ad also notes that while the facility, quote, has a capacity of 120 people and will have an estimated daily population of 20 people, the operator must be able to build temporary housing for, quote, up to 400 migrants at a surge event, unquote. An admonishment is repeated twice in the solicitation. DHS spokesperson Marsha Espinoza tweeted Wednesday, the department is not, is quote, not and will not send Haitian nationals being encountered at the southwest border to the Migrant Operations Center in Guantanamo Bay. The MOC has been used for decades to process migrants interdicted at sea for third country resettlement, she added. The request for information, RFI, recently posted as a typical routine first step in a contract renewal and unrelated to the southwest border. Guantanamo, sorry, Guantanamo Bay Naval Base has been in use since 1903. It's best known for its military prison, which has housed notorious terrorism suspects like Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, the alleged, quote, mastermind behind the 9-11 terror attacks, and the so-called, quote, Taliban 5, unquote, who were released in 2014 in exchange for U.S. Army Sergeant Bo Bergdahl. However, the base also includes an immigrant holding facility that used that was used in the 1990s to house Haitian refugees who were picked up at sea as they sought to flee to the U.S. During the Kosovo War of 1999, the Clinton administration initially selected the base as a temporary home for 20,000 refugees before scrapping that plan days later. Here we go. That's it on the border segment on that. We'll go ahead and listen to a quick song right here for listening to the podcast. If you're on the YouTube, you guys can see exactly what's happening. We'll listen to Jason Hine, DMCA free background beats, gaming beats. And we'll play the song. I don't know for a second. Quick little break. Thank you. 
here's a really hilarious video. Our next guest is probably the most famous board. Here's a hilarious video. They've been trying to put Hunter Biden on the media circuit, trying to give him interviews and trying to clean up his image quite a bit before this story came out for real. They called it Russian disinformation the whole time. I'm going to watch his interview and his counter and everything first, and then we'll get into the real story about it, shall we? member of a Ukrainian energy company of all time. His new memoir is called Beautiful Things. Uh, in case you've been wondering where he is, welcome Hunter Biden. Well, thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. I have to tell you, I um, after reading this book, I'm impressed that you're alive. I really am. It is amazing that you are alive after all the crazy things that you've been through. It was a, uh, it was a, it was a journey, but thank God I made it through. Yeah, no kidding. And a lot of the things that you detail happened here in this neighborhood, uh, in, <laughs> like right around here. Yeah. It was like, yeah. you were doing crack at the places that I eat. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, not not intentionally. I wasn't stalking you. <laughs> no, no. I, yeah. I didn't think you were. <laughs> but, um, you know, I feel like I learned a lot about crack. And I know that sounds weird, yeah. but you hear about it and you see it on TV shows and, you know, in the news every once in a while. But I learned how to get I really think I could get it now. Thanks to your book. <laughs> well, I hope that wasn't the message from the book. <laughs> this is not a how-to manual? No, it's not a how-to. Oh. Well, I, it's, missed, it's a, I misread the whole it's thing. A, then. It's a please, a please don't manual. It's a please don't, yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Don't. It's. Yeah. I Listen, if somebody this reads this This is so horrible and cringe. I, I don't know afterwards. what they're thinking. Well, then they... No, yeah. they, they didn't finish the book. They didn't <laughs> no, finish they, the book. They didn't start yeah. the book. They yeah, didn't yeah, finish yeah, the book. But you, in fact, like where we're situated right now, the Roosevelt Hotel is right across the street from us. This is where yeah. you had, would you call it a bender? Is I was a, at every hotel in Los Angeles, basically. You'd hole um, up there yeah. until every, they and every, out. Every motel, every hotel, until they, uh, until they wouldn't have a room for me <laughs> the next day. It One of the stories was you went just down the block from us, Sunset La Brea, and yeah. you looked for some guys who might be able to yeah. get you something. Yeah. And um, yeah. then you wound up getting it. and Yeah using crack with them. Were those yeah. guys dressed as Spider-Man by any chance? <laughs> no. Well, they maybe. Were. I don't know. <laughs> Some things I don't, I don't recall exactly. But, that you is... know, it, I, I wrote about it and I, uh, and in vivid detail because, um, you know, I think the question that most addicts have a, a really hard time answering and what everybody that's a non-addict wants the answer to is why. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a simple answer, and, the, and that's because it works at first until mm -hmm. it doesn't. And for me, um, it was really important to be completely honest about the entire experience. But it certainly was not a how-to manual. No, but it is yeah. a very vivid and detailed description of what it feels like to use crack. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I've not used crack but I do feel like I understand it now. And yeah. I did think it was especially interesting uh, when you spoke about, when you wrote about the fact that what happens the first time you use it is something you chase for the rest of the time you use it. It never, yeah. it's never what it was that first time. Ever. It never. And that's like every drug. Um, you know, I mean, to tell you the truth, the most insidious drug for um, uh, for me, and I think for many people um, that deal with addiction, is alcohol. Um, but crack brought me to a place that uh, I, I'd never had been to before, um, both in terms of the high, to be completely honest, but absolutely as it relates to the low. It was an absolutely awful experience at the end. And it was an awful experience throughout. After that first time, um, uh, all you do is live in a lot of guilt and a lot of shame. Yeah. And also, it's very difficult for, I mean, listen, we know you. You've had a hard life. There's no question about it. Right from 
you know, from when you were very young. Yeah. Tragedy uh, struck your family, and of course, you <laughs> are know, you fucking kidding me? To draw lines from this to that or whatever, but there definitely is a chemical element uh, to addiction, and yeah, and and these things that you went through um, were horrible, horrible things yeah. that you went through, and uh, but there are also some. I thought very interestingly positive things like you finding a friend, uh, a, a crack addict on the street who then moved into this your is house the most had this, this had a kind is of so great ridiculous. relationship with other than the crack. Yeah, other than the crack, right? And but uh, it's a the, that relationship I wanted to really um, detail in the book because I think that so many addicts are completely dehumanized. Um, you know, Rhea is her name in the book, and you passed this person. You are not a human, Hunter Biden. You are a fucking sociopath. Um, uh, in so many different cities. And she was a, um, a, a crack addict, but, you know, she was a, a mother and a daughter. Uh, she was a friend. She didn't, um, and I don't think anybody chooses that life. And what I really wanted to write the book for was to humanize um people suffering from addiction but also i wrote the book and it, more than anything it's a love letter to the people that uh, are loving someone that's struggling with addiction because it's so hard for them to understand why it is that their love just can't get through why it is that if they just love them more all right figured out this out, is working because people don't like to and comment let me know the so one thing the audio is working that's great powerful than the most powerful love i knew which is the love of my family was um my addiction and i hope that this is um provide some people with some real hope that if they're just persistent oh thank you hunter uh, <clears throat> when that person's ready to reach for that love uh, maybe Such an inspirational interview. Yeah, boy, was your dad persistent. I mean, <laughs> very, very persistent. Yeah, and exactly. I can't imagine the nightmare yeah. that 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 he must have been going through. Yeah. And then reading about your your story about when you were a little boy and how you were around all these politicians that we now know, and you know they call you into the office and you get to go, you know, see these things, and these yeah. are friends of your your dad's, and then. When you talk about like Lindsey Graham being on television and, and attacking you um, and that he's a, somebody that you consider to be a family friend. He was a friend of your yeah. father's and how strange that must be to see that happen. Yeah. To see a person do that. It's really more than anything sad. Um, the Senate that my brother and I, you know, we grew up in Wilmington. My dad commuted every day. So but we knew the Senate. He would take us down and we would we had a rule we could go with them at any time anywhere that we wanted to which sometimes we <laughs> took a little too much of a day to joke but we um uh but we we saw my dad and got to become uh friends well not as kids but they were like uncles um and and you know whether republican or democrat politics has become so toxic it has um and i think that the the thing that I hope my dad is able to bring back is his genuine um, desire to take some of that toxicity out again. So I, I, I had a deep respect for Senator Graham and it's just sad um, to see um, the way in which he is. All right. We can't take too much more of this shit. We're going to get to, uh, we're going to get to the counter argument, right? We always love, the counter arguments, the counter punch here, right? This is from Infowars.com. We love Infowars.com. We love Alex Jones. We love this man and his work, bandvideo.com. You got child pornography on that hard drive. Gianni, Giuliani exposes Hunter laptop scandal, how investigators did nothing about it. Former Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani again claimed a laptop belonging to U.S. President Joe Biden's son Hunter contained child pornography and that investigators did nothing about it. Civil submission. He made about $30 million in selling his office as senator, selling his office as vice president. They're totally corrupt. It's also a bit perverted. You got child pornography on that hard drive. I brought it to them. I showed them the pictures of the young girl no clothes on. The former New York City mayor's comments came come days after left-leaning publication, 
Politico confirmed material emanating from the laptop was genuine and not a Russian disinfo op as claimed by media outlets during the 2020 election. The quote laptop from hell, which first surfaced as an October surprise during the 2020 election, contained information concerning international business deals Hunter made while his father was vice president, as well as disturbing material involving Biden's drug addiction and sexcapades with prostitutes. At the time, Giuliani also told the, quote, Common Sense podcast, the laptop contains sexually graphic image of minors. We're going to go ahead and listen to this video right now. Good to see you. How have you been? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. And, and to see, I just want to ask, to see all of this confirmed uh, by Politico, uh, after all the horrible things the media said about you when this laptop story first popped up, you must feel in some way vindicated. Well, of course I do. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for my apology from Leon Panetta. I mean, and, and the uh, 49 others who uh, said it was Russian disinformation. I mean, I was so insulted when they said that. You can't find a bigger anti-communist than me, way, way before they were even born. And uh, to say I was a Russian agent, when I had, I, mean, I got it directly from the guy, from Matt. Right. He's the one that got it from Hunter Biden. And the only reason he ever looked at it, it was his property eventually, was because he was disgusted by the lies that Joe Biden was saying on television. He knew that Biden was deeply involved in the Ukraine. Right. He knew that Biden got about eight million, got half of that from Hunter. I mean, they keep ignoring, they keep ignoring the text from Hunter to his father, uh, from Hunter to his uh, uh, daughter rather, in which he explains that fifty percent of everything went to Joe for thirty years. Jesus, fifty percent of everything went to Joe for thirty years. That's it, right on it, Hunter's. It, uh, Laptop. Right. It, it, it's 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 such an explosive story. I mean, if it was really any other time, I don't want to just say if it was Trump, if it was any other time except right now, yeah, uh, this your television literally would explode. This story is so big. It's the sitting president of the United States. It's his son. That's that's exactly what's that's what this is showing. That's what this proves. And Politico is proving it. A, a liberal news medium is proving it, confirming a oh, huge story. It. And then look at this. Look at the screen. You can see this is a major story. But here's Politico's website yesterday. All of these stories. I could not even find this story on their homepage. All of these stories on Politico. We keep scrolling. We keep scrolling. All of these were more important than allegations that the sitting president of the United States confirmed by Politico is corrupt. They buried their own story just to protect a liberal president. It's unbelievable. They're, they're not journalists. They're not even Americans. They're sycophants. They're uh, ideological or possibly corrupt sycophants. I mean, you can't possibly ignore a story like this. I mean, the, rea the reality is that Hunter Biden, through his daughter in 2019, Sends a text. For listening on the American Hinge podcast, years, I've this been is Rudy Giuliani on Newsmax with Rob Schmidt. And I still have to give 50% of everything I earn to pop. Well, that explains the whole conspiracy. Then it's filled with a, maybe 100 more crimes. Uh, simple summation, they made about $30 million selling his uh, uh, office as senator, office as vice president. It's a totally corrupt family. It's also a bit perverted. You've got child pornography on that place, on that uh, hard drive. On what? FBI hard drive. Yeah, we've, no, we've, I mean, yeah, that, we've heard the, the allegations. So confident about I brought it to it. them. Yeah. I brought it to them. I showed them the pictures of the young girl with no clothes on. They didn't do a damn thing about it because the Bidens can get away with child pornography. It's disgraceful. It's, it's absolutely disgraceful. And no wonder he's such a terrible president. The man, <laughs> the man is completely amoral. He, the, the, the fact that he's a nice man, garbage. He's a mean guy. He, see, he is a piece of shit. Like if I saw a picture of those Haitians down there in in Texas, and I was the president or I was mayor, I'd be on Air Force One right away fixing it for the benefit of my country and for the benefit of those poor people that he's killing. I mean, those you know, people are fifteen thousand people are living in a hundred degree Fahrenheit. <clears> they don't have a bathroom. <clears throat> Well, they're, they're, they're being here. And, and we're going to go into that. Play. We're going to go into that here in, in just a couple minutes uh, with Mark Morgan talking about it. Now they're, they're simply just releasing them into the country. So they will become all of our problems here very soon. I want to get back to this, though, for a second, <laughs> Mr. Mayor. Uh, you know, oh, the former president was impeached up, 
over a phone call Dark winner. trying to get this kind of this exact story investigated in another country. He was impeached for that. Meanwhile, the current president is actually being protected when actual proof of that corruption is shown. And that dichotomy to me is just astounding. Well, you know, I've been a lawyer all my life and for 17 years as a prosecutor. And uh, nobody really understands this, but my reason for doing this is my sense of justice was just outraged when I saw this. I mean, I got it to defend President Trump, but went against Russian collusion because there was Ukrainian collusion, not Russian collusion, which is all coming out now, including with the indictment. Mm. Hillary Clinton paid for the Russian collusion story. It's completely made up. I defended him on that. Now, I didn't know that this hard drive existed at the time, which means that Director Gray of the FBI and the Attorney General hit it. They held it back when it could have exonerated the president. I mean, Gray should be out on his backside immediately. And look, and look at the FBI. It's completely fallen apart. I mean, they can't even investigate the case of this poor girl. Who, she she doesn't have to yeah. be dead. Chris Ray. Yeah. They don't have, she doesn't have to be dead. And neither did those gymnasts have to be uh, sexually abused, all 70 of them. It's been, just it's have been a, black guy after black guy. In, yeah. It's, it yeah we, have a, we have a director of the FBI who covers up crimes. I mean, it's disgraceful. Major allegations, a major story. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, former attorney to President Trump. All right, there you have it. You see if a war's take on the subject. This is actually a video posted from Rumble on Newsmax on the ifawars.com website. You can find it there. I'm going to go ahead and play another song, take a quick bathroom break, and I will be right back. You all want to miss the next segment. Bill Gates slipped up in a very, very uh, major way in, in front of the mainstream media. It's going ham tonight. It's trending. It's incredibly bizarre, but you guys got to look at it for yourself. But you're going to hear it here on Cosmic Radio on YouTube and the American Hinge podcast. Right after this song called I Appreciate the Follow. I like the spirit of that. to half of that song right there I appreciate the follow we're going to share a video from one of my favorite sites online I think it's from the Daily Wire or it might be from Michael Knowles page himself he's really fucking great but Bill Gates really said something that's got people in a tizzy and we'll just hear it for ourselves right here okay shout out to America Hinge podcast on my listeners out there we have almost 500 downloads. I'm trying to hit 500 downloads on that podcast this week. On that podcast this week, you know, and just over the period of like a month, maybe a month and a half, pretty good. I think that's pretty good. I'm stumbling a little bit over my words tonight. Went out to some coworkers. I'm just really happy to be here with y'all again. Speaking of things that are dead, I got to talk about Jeffrey Epstein. Is he dead? I don't know. Actually, I suppose that's more of an open question. He didn't kill himself. Did he die at all? I don't know. Jeffrey Epstein was friends with very wealthy. 
apologize for the loading right here. Very influential people. One of whom is Bill Gates. And Bill Gates has never really answered for his close association with Jeffrey Epstein. So Bill Gates was on PBS NewsHour. He was asked about Jeffrey Epstein and he got extremely nervous and he sort of started sort of fidgeting and dancing around the question and repeating himself, probably lines that were written up by some crisis communications expert. And then he gave probably the spookiest answer you probably could about his, his thoughts on Jeffrey Epstein with hindsight. Those meetings were, were a mistake. They didn't result in uh, what he purported and I cut them off. You know, that goes back a long time ago now. Uh, there's, you know, so there's nothing new on that. It was reported that you continue to meet with him over several years um, and that, in other words, a number of meetings. Um, what did you do when you found out about his background? Well, and, you know, I've said I regretted having those dinners uh, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing new on that. Is there a lesson <laughs> for you for... Anyone else I got caught looking, at a pedophile dinner. I don't know. Well, he's dead. So, uh, you know, in general, you always have to be careful. Uh, what a sociopath. And, you know, the, you know, I'm, I'm Lizard eyes. very proud of what we've done in philanthropy, very proud of the work of the foundation. Uh, you know, I, that's, that's what I get up every day and focus on. So I know we've all been joking about how Hillary killed Jeffrey Epstein, but, uh, I'm beginning to rethink that. Uh, do you have, um, excuse me, Mr. Gates, Mr. One of the richest guys in the world and most influential guys for many decades. Uh, do you have any lessons that you have learned or that you think other people should learn from uh, the Jeffrey Epstein experience? Well, uh, <laughs> he's dead. So uh, <laughs> wonder if you got that lesson, everybody. <laughs> when you implicate old Billy in a crime, <laughs> well, things don't go very well. Now, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying that Bill Gates killed Jeffrey Epstein. I'm not saying it. Bill, I'm not. Please, please, man. I got a family. Please don't. But that is, that is the level of hubris from our ruling class. If you're anything like me, you spend a lot of your life staring at a screen. And whether you notice it or not, that the blue light from that screen is causing damage to your eyes. It leads to digital eye strain. It can lead to kid. For some people to fix it, they have high mind with frames for every censorship with restore they don't anymore if i go to blueblocks.com slash Knowles, click shipping on orders <laughs> jeffrey jeffrey epstein was murdered viciously by bill gates in a prison cell in new york i'm not saying that what i am pointing out is bill gates did not learn a thing he's making excuses he's downplaying the relationship smart guy which putting an ad extensive. in the middle of that he's trying to deflect he's uttering the same old lines that some crisis PR guy told him. And, and then the, the nearest thing he has to a lesson that he's learned is that, well, he's dead. Problem's gone. No, no hugging, no learning. It's like the old Seinfeld maxim. No hugging, no learning. We didn't learn a thing. I'm going to keep doing whatever I want, not changing my mind. But maybe, maybe the people I associate with aren't so savory. Maybe some of the initiatives I'm involved in are a little creepy. Maybe, uh, maybe I should have uh, some humility and not try to rule the entire world. Bill Gates, this is a man who has dedicated his philanthropic career to uh, making sure there are fewer black people being born in Africa, is to overpopulate. True, he said this. And to... Uh, I guess becoming the, the chief medical expert in the world on coronavirus, Bill Gates, who has the exact same epidemiology degree that I do, namely none. Bill Gates, a man of incredible hubris and a really hideous political vision. You really see it with the overpopulation stuff, this idea that there need to be fewer people and especially fewer black people and especially fewer poor black people in Africa. Ugh, there's just so many of them. They might breathe too much and, and anger the sun monster, and then he'll send his evil, his, his punishment of global warming upon us, and then we won't be able to have as nice a time on our yacht because it'll be a little too hot on the, on the sun deck. You know, we can't, we can't be having that. More abortion for Africa. He, he doesn't see it that way. He doesn't recognize, I don't think, that all of these ideas, all of these political regimes have a religious foundation. So he doesn't, he doesn't recognize the significance of his obsession, notably with overpopulation. 
And, and if, if uh, that statement is to be believed, he, the only overpopulation he's really focused on is the uh, overpopulation of Jeffrey Epstein still existing, you know? <laughs> well, he's dead. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Please, I'm kidding. I'm glad you like that clip. Here's what I need you to do. I need you... All right, you that's from the Michael Knowles to... show. That was just a little bit of a quick clip. We got one more segment here tonight. It's mainly going to be on Australia, so just going full screen here for a second. But I don't know if you guys know what's going on in Australia right now, but the trade unions and a lot of the construction workers in Australia, they've been mandated to get the vaccine in certain, or the jab, as you would call it, in certain provinces or regions in Australia. I'm still learning a lot about the situation myself, but... Things are going real. They're getting real, real. I want to show a mainstream clip from Australia out there. What's going on? I have two exclusive clips I have on my channel, Cosmic Radio. I have from sources inside Australia that have been sharing for, sharing clips to me this whole time. And I hope to get more. But it's pretty cool. I'm really glad to have met up with them. I cannot say their names or their you know, social media, whatever, this or that. You got to, if you know who they are, you know who they are. If you're a follower of this channel, you might know. But we got to really protect them out there because they're under some real um, chaos right now. Here's a video from 7 News Australia. CFMEU Melbourne protests. Thousands take over city. We're going to watch and listen to this on my YouTube channel. you listen to the audio on America Unhinged podcast. And I'll share my two videos that are already up on my channel to kind of round out this episode. Everybody needs to know what's happening in Australia. Police are vowing to track down How long before it starts happening out here? How long? Melbourne in a chaotic backlash against the shutdown of their industry. Protesters stormed the city, hijacking the Westgate Bridge, throwing missiles at police oh, and Bridge. assaulting onlookers. Officers couldn't stop them marching on Victoria's Parliament. Nathan Templeton is at the CFMEU headquarters in Melbourne. Nathan, it was absolute chaos in the city where you are. Yes, that it was frightening and it was hard to fathom what we were actually witnessing here. A so-called protest quickly just became a wild pack of around 2,000 on a rampage. An angry mob takes over Melbourne streets, bringing the city to a standstill. For a second day running. This time the riot squad was ready. But in the end they were overwhelmed. Police vehicles attacked as they sped away, fellow officers retaliating with tear gas. How are we supposed to live? How are we supposed to live? A two-week shutdown of Victoria's construction industry igniting the anger, their targets, the CFMEU, the state government and the media. The crowd is certainly getting bigger. And they're very passionate. They're... So I've just been struck in the back of a back, back of the head by a can. I'm not sure whether you saw that, mate, but uh, that really hurt. Our own journalists <laughs> that really hurt. Air, placed in a headlock, even drenched with urine. Hey, oh, hey, hey, hey! <laughs> That's gross. By mid-afternoon, the pack, many of them drinking heavily, had taken over freeways, blocked traffic, and were riding on top of vehicles. The whole Westgate Bridge, half of it is covered with people standing up for this now. Some were legitimate tradies rallying against mandatory vaccinations. You want to take the vaccine? Go ahead, mate. Take a litre of it, but don't force it on the rest. Others allegedly incited professional it. protesters. I think is nothing short of I love their uh, accents. Outrage. We have to take measures that change the behaviour across the industry. 
our protesters have organised another rally for here at 10 o'clock. They have a great morning. spirit about them. They've invited other groups like nurses, doctors, teachers and police. I feel like the low-key the Americans. Nursing and Midwifery Federation has said thanks but no thanks, releasing a strong statement saying stop thinking only of yourselves, stop the violence and put the health and welfare of Victorian community first. Yeah, that's really interesting, right? They have really, really cool heroes. words like tradie. Exactly. Mars Bar says exactly. I love the word tradie and it's like it's really a good word. Blocked traffic yesterday. Incredible scenes, weren't they, Nathan? What's been the reaction to these horrific protests? Oh, well, no, they have been absolutely slammed. Traffic here at the Westgate Bridge is moving quite freely and quickly at the moment. It's hard to even think how a group of people would be able to get onto the freeway when there's no footpaths and make their way up onto the bridge. But that's exactly what we saw yesterday. Just crazy scenes. We're not going to get it anytime soon. We have never seen anything like it in Melbourne before. The Premier, he was a no-show at yesterday's COVID daily briefing, but he did put out a statement saying that there is no excuse for this behaviour and that if anyone thinks violence is the answer, then they need to think of the Victorians that are doing the right thing and following the health advice. Police are fuming as well. A constable was hit by a rock. Fines of more than $5,000 have been dished out and arrests have been made as well. It doesn't matter whether you're a reporter, whether you're a police officer, anyone. No one should come to work and then suffer an injury. We conducted over the day 62 arrests and we will continue to investigate and determine what other offences people have committed and we will seek to arrest other people and hold them to account for this disgraceful conduct. The Commissioner has made it clear police officers will be back in the city this morning ready to go for day three if it eventuates. They will be using different tactics today though but they haven't uh, said what they will be. And just to show oh, they haven't tipped the off the media the as to what they would be. Great. Restrictions are easing up there and unvaccinated workers are able to return to site now. All right, there you go. That's the mainstream media source of it. And if you're out there watching on Cosmic Radio right now, you're going to get to see some real footage I have from some people I acquired through my own contacts and great supporters of the show. They rejoined my show right away. God, I love these people. You got to follow them on Twitter. If you guys are really in tune supporters of the show, we might, I might let you know who they are one day. But I called this video right here, Rumble Down Under, Australia Fights Back for Freedom. I think this is called For the Children. That was outside of the building where the trade union is at, essentially. You saw that in the background of that last news podcast, if, if you're following along with me live on the video stream. This was the rubble down under, hashtag base, Australia fights back for freedom. Crazy raw footage from Melbourne, part one. All right, and if you're listening on the America Unhinged podcast, this is where it's going to end for you right now. If you're watching on YouTube, I want to go ahead and watch the Jesse Lee Peterson thing, but thank you to all my podcast subscribers. Go ahead and download me on Spotify, Deezer, Stitcher, podcastindex.org, and have a good night.